Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Hard podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Uh, you know, I, I promised that a long time ago I wouldn't bring up the weather, but oh my God. I, I'm out here in LA and it's been two solid days of rain. It's rained so uh, hard. I, I'm seeing giraffes and zebras driving down my street. That's okay because you're just a couple of weeks away from coming to uh, Pollen, also known as the South, for the uh, Outbound Conference. <laughs> which <laughs> just wait, just you wait. It's going to be crazy, but I'm so excited about that conference coming up. That's just around the corner now. I know. I'm I'm looking forward a because I want to see all these friends that I've met online that I haven't seen face to face outside of Mark Hunter. But I've never been to Atlanta either, so. That's Are what happens serious? when you spend your whole, that's what happens when you spend your whole entire life in LA and I travel all the time, but I've just, I've never had a chance to get to Atlanta. Oh man, that's, that's great. I used to have an office there. So it's there all the time. You're going to love it. And, so, and I really don't like, and I really don't like peaches, but I, I guess I'm going to have to every, every second street in Atlanta is named peach tree. You'll, uh, <laughs> you'll figure that out. Well, Hey, for those of you who are, are back, uh, welcome back. We're glad you're here. For those of you who are new, and I know we're going to have a lot of new people today based on the special guest we have uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. You have joined a group of sales professionals across the world that are committed to being genuine, being authentic, doing the hard work. Uh, we call it Selling from the Heart. And uh, so we're glad you're here. And uh, last week, we had a blast with our podcast, Larry, talking about rocket science or the lack thereof. Uh, and if you didn't get a chance to, to listen to that, definitely, definitely <laughs> catch that. But Larry, this week, we have an unbelievably cool guest. I, I can't wait to get this conversation started. So why don't you set it up? No, no, neither, neither can I. And, um, you know, Deb and I met, we've been connected online for a while, but actually we had our first conversation. It was probably about a month or so ago. And just, I can't believe a, how much we have in common and how much some of our backstories align. And, uh, I'm just, I'm actually, I'm so looking forward to actually face-to-face -face meeting Deb. So without further ado, in fact, Deb already knows this, her book's next in line, Stop Selling and Start Leading. But without further ado, Deb Calvert, we welcome you on to Selling from the Heart podcast. Oh, thanks, Larry. Thanks, Daryl. I'm pretty excited to be here. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it is definitely going to be fun. Well, we, yeah, as you know, every guest that comes on the podcast, the very first question we ask is, is really simple. And, and I know this is going to be a great answer, but Deb, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? That's actually a really hard question for me to answer because I can't imagine anything mm. else. What would it be? Selling from the brain? Well, you know, <laughs> logic only gets you so far. Selling from the mouth? That's diarrhea of the mouth. Selling from a script? That's, that's robotic. I mean, you know, we're human. It's, right. it's feelings. We got to connect human to human. And that is all about heart. Yeah. And if you want the business case, because the brain's saying something different, the business case is this. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's got to be driven by the heart. Yeah, no doubt. That, that is so true, man. That's, that's like good old Tom Hopkins. Shout out to Tom right there. <laughs> yeah. but it's so true, right? 
um, is, is they don't care until they know how much you care. And, you know, it's fascinating. I was just blogging about this this morning, actually, is in so many industries right now, there's, there's like no differentiation between the products. I mean, it's so minimal, certainly in the eyes of the, the buyer. And I think, you know, we have this incredible opportunity to differentiate ourselves um, and, and by caring and by, by actually being genuine and authentic. And, and it's very fascinating to me when I look at, uh, start reading your book, Stop Selling, Start Leading. And by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, definitely hit pause right now, unless you're driving and go to Amazon and go buy Deb Calvert's book, Stop Selling, Start Leading. It's fantastic because the whole paradigm here is salespeople, sales professionals um, are really leaders. Absolutely. They are. Well, you know, we're all leaders. We may not realize it. We may not know it or like it or think about it, but we are all leaders. If we choose to step into our role as leaders Mm. and give people a reason to follow us, when we guide them, we have so much more power and and we can do things that, that make an extraordinary difference. Yeah. And you know, you bring it and you bring up a great point, Deb, because um, I always think of leading with the heart as like, what else would you lead with? And, and I think especially, and I don't care what role you play as a salesperson. I always say we're behind the eight ball already in the eyes of the buyer because of all the other sales reps that are out there. They give sales professionals a bad name. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not leading with the heart, then what are you really leading with? Because most people can smell BS a mile away. They can smell insincerity. They can smell strategic lines and canned lines and all that. So I think if more sales reps really took a step back and they led with the heart and without the wallet, I can imagine what would start to happen as far as how that conversation changes. It's true. You know, we open the book. Chapter one opens with the story of a salesperson Mm. who, when she went into sales, it was because she wanted to make a difference. She wanted to sell from the heart. She wanted to help people. And yet she found out that the systems and the expectations and the, the things that were in the way of being able to do that, unfortunately, caused her to feel pushy and like she was doing something to people instead of for people. Mm-hmm. And she ended up leaving sales, which happens. I, I do a lot of sales coaching and I mm-hmm. see this happen so often. It's, it's sad. But why do you think that happens? Because people don't know that they can be stepping into their role as leaders and selling from the heart, especially when they're new. They've got that stereotypical version of what salespeople are supposed to do, and it's all wrong. Or they are so systems and product focused that it dehumanizes that connection that they could be, should be making. And, and they just, they're in that salesy mode. Yeah, yeah. You know, the book, the book, the whole concept behind the book is, is fascinating. But as you started looking at this and looking at sales from the perspective of, of leadership, where are the parallels? What are, what are some of the high level things that our listeners can, can um, take away in terms of beginning to think about themselves as leaders? And then maybe we'll follow up and like, how do you begin to think of yourself as a leader? But what, you know, what are some of those high level takeaways in terms of how salespeople can begin to look at themselves as leaders? Yeah. So maybe I should start here with, with one other piece before that. Mm-hmm. We didn't just make this up. So my co-authors, right. Jim Cusis and Barry Posner, have been researching leadership for over three decades. And Unbelievably cool guys. Yeah. Yeah. They are, they're really well known and they are incredibly good people. It was such fun working with them on this. 
But their work, the Leadership Challenge, they, they have a framework for leadership known as the five practices of exemplary leadership. Mm. And so they, it's, it's evidence-based. They know exactly what the behaviors are, 30 of them, that cause people to willingly choose to follow someone else. Mm-hmm. So we just used those same 30 behaviors when we went and conducted our research with B2B buyers and then went and collected stories from sellers. We were looking at those exact same 30 behaviors. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, maybe this will make a little bit more sense in terms of, of what it is that sellers can do. What, what does it even mean to, to look like a leader? Mm-hmm. And what it means is, is those five practices being able to, in short, it means that sellers would be guiding buyers by transforming values into actions and visions into realities, uh, obstacles into innovations, separateness into solidarity and risks into rewards. That's what it looks like in a nutshell. Wow. Yes. So (laughs) sorry, I'm just taking notes going, wow. (laughs) I think you just blew it. Let's go to school right there. That was (laughs) Deb's throwing us back into school, Daryl. Okay. So let, well, let's, let's unpack a couple of those uh, because I, and once again, I I just, everyone's going to love this book. You're, you, Deb, I think get ready for a new cult following here from Selling from the Heart <laughs> listeners. But this first thing that leaders turn values into actions, that's, I mean, that right there is worth pausing on because that, that is profound in terms of thinking about as salespeople, how can we, number one, identify our values, which we've been talking about a lot over the last year, but then turn those into actions. I'm curious what some of the things that you learned as you were, were writing this book in terms of how to turn values into actions and what that can look like for a sales professional. Well, let's start with where we started this conversation. So caring about buyers, Mm -hmm. using caring and and genuine care as the differentiator to create the customer experience like you all Mm -hmm. talked about a couple weeks ago in in the Mm -hmm. podcast. Uh, We talk about an awesome connecting experience and it all stems from being able to set aside the the, the quota set aside, the rush to close, those things are going to come into it anyway soon enough. Mm-hmm. In fact, they'll come faster if you genuinely care. And we know that because buyers told us so. If you want to care about people, one of the things that you do is you know what their values are. Mm-hmm. And you look for places where your values and theirs line up. You know, Larry and I didn't come to all those, the, those things that we did in our quick conversation by accident. We both entered into that conversation caring and really wanting to get to know each other. And so values got surfaced very, very quickly and made just a, an instant and awesome connection. I left that conversation, Larry, <clears throat> feeling like I made a lifelong friend, not just a, a, a great acquaintance. You, you know, and, and thanks, because likewise, Deb and and, and those were the same values, you know, and, and I spent, I spent my whole entire career in an old school laggard traditional sales channel. That's got a black eye. Like there's no tomorrow just because of the high turnover there is. And, and I, you know, for the lot of the listeners out there know, I grew up in the copier channel and I took my, the, the core values that I had as a sales rep that were important to me. And I honed them in really close and I held them to my heart, but I rolled my sleeves up with people because I truly wanted to get to know people. But I think where I really learned it, and and I always say, you know, sales is about the art of the help, is when I started figuring out how important community service was to me and, and how important giving back was and the smile on somebody's face by me helping them do something, 
it escalated my sales career 10 times. Mm -hmm. Same for me. I think I've always been successful in sales because nobody showed me sales any differently than that. Even when I was a kid selling campfire candy, it was fun for me to see somebody smile if I could, you know, get them to buy a box of candy right. and, and they thanked me. And that was just a buzz, like, like nothing else. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I mean, we were talking about in, in, so I got to give a shameless plug to me because my books stemming off selling from the heart podcast, but there's a section in my book that I talk about, you know, I really, I, I look back at all the sales managers I had, Deb, and, and I don't really think that I had a sales manager that had a profound impact on my career outside of, you know, tell me what you're going to sell in the next 30 and 60 days. And it was all about them because they wanted to get their bonus. And I learned how to become my own best sales manager because of the values that I have. I held, I held myself to a different level of standards than, than any sales manager I ever had. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, that's actually a leadership behavior in and of itself is that you have some of your own vision about where you want things to be. And then you allow others to share in that. Or with your buyers, you, you collaborate to create a shared vision. But without a vision and without that vision stemming from your values about what really matters to you, for a seller who doesn't have that, then it is just what have you done for me lately and, and getting that, that grind and nothing else that's fulfilling coming from it. Right. No, no, and then they just get beat over the head with the price hammer. Yep. And they cave to it because they don't have anything else to, to as an alternative. Yeah. And, and I think that's what I, that's a lot that I, I see sales reps struggle with is this, how do you articulate value? They don't know it because they've never taken a step back to really understand the value they bring. They're not self-aware with themselves. They don't self-reflect. They don't take a step back and say, you know, what is it that I truly bring to people as opposed to, here's the product, here's the service, here's the solution, here's my company pitch and all that stuff that everyone's heard, you know, 10 times to Sunday. I just want to amplify something you said there because it's really important. What is it that I bring to people? I I take people through an exercise in my training workshops or, or with my coaching clients. The key word in that sentence is I. What do I, me individually, not my company, not my product, not my mood or anything else, me, what do I bring matters a great deal. Yeah, that's, that's really good. So we, I'm looking through the five leadership practices here and, and obviously the fifth one sticking out. And for those of you who are uh, listening in today, you're going to want to read this book, but the five leadership practices fit so well with sales, model the way, inspire a shared vision, challenge the process, enable others to act. And the fifth uh, leadership practice is just beautiful, brings a tear to my eye, encourage the heart. So obviously good leaders do that. They encourage the heart, but what, what, what does that mean specifically in leadership? And then what does that mean when translated over to salespeople that want to adopt a leadership lifestyle? Okay. So Jim and Barry have these five practices, the ones that you you just named Yeah, and encourage the heart is one that's always resonated with me too, because literally what that means, here's the visual encourage means to pour courage into. Mm. And where am I going to pour that courage? I'm going to pour it into someone's heart. Emotionally, I'm going to help them to feel good and worthy, to feel important, to feel that the work they're doing is meaningful and that it matters. That's what leaders do. That's how leaders engage and and that's how they, they get people to apply that additional discretionary effort to their work every day. What it means to sellers 
it's often shocking and surprising because I ask sellers, you know, out of these five practices, which ones do you think matter and, and why? And this one often gets left out. They, they just don't quite connect it. But you got to think about this. Mm. When you ask your buyers to go and do some work without you, mm-hmm. to, to say no to some other vendor they've been using, to mm. sell the idea inside their organization, to be change agents, to introduce the change once it happens, to put their necks out there, because what if this isn't as good as they've promised everybody it's going to be? Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot. They need more than a thank you at the contract signing from us. They need courage. They need praise, recognition, appreciation, gratitude as they're taking all of those difficult steps. We got to pour courage into their heart. So, hey, Deb, I I, got to throw something at you because, and by the way, I buy hook, line, and sinker to everything you're saying because that's me to the core. But there's going to be people out there, and I'm just going to, I want to flip this on its, on its head just because I'd like to get your feedback on it. But how do you react to that business executive or that VP of sales or that sales manager says, this is too touchy-feely, right? I, this, this, just, this just doesn't work. I can't buy into this, right? That's, that's too emotional. That's too, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the correct word, but I, it's not coming to my mind. But you see where I'm going with this, Deb? I do. Well, I I think that the way you prove anything is to make the business case. And we know from our research with buyers, we know from 30 plus years of research that Barry and Jim have done, that every single one of these five practices and the six behaviors that, that make up each of the practices, we know without a shadow of a doubt that when sellers exhibit these behaviors more frequently, they will get more meetings with buyers and they will make more sales more quickly to buyers. So the good news is any individual seller can choose any or all of these behaviors for himself or for herself. We don't have to change systems. We don't have to have special characteristics. We don't have to have training. Mm -hmm. If you know what they are, they're just behavioral choices. You do them or don't do them. Yeah. You know, and and it's interesting because, um, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I'm just a, you know, I'm just an old school sales guy that just loves selling from the heart. But, you know, I, I take you back. And before we hopped on this podcast, you know, I was kind of sharing with you what, where a lot of my philosophies came from. And it came from an organization called Johnny and Friends. But I can remember this goes back to a conversation Deb I had with their IT manager probably about a year or so ago. I had written a blog and I'll make sure you get it. It was about sales led servant leadership. And this is where I kind of learned it from Johnny and friends, but I, I gave Johnny and friends a shout out and which turned into, we all went out to lunch about a year or so ago. And their IT manager says, you know something, Larry goes, what I really respect about you is every time you as a sales rep came into my office, you weren't trying to sell me something. You truly cared. And I could see how you walked around our office, interacted with people. And that was the authentic you. But I also knew that when, when it was, when it came time to doing business, I had no problem. And I really want listeners to, to, to think about that is every time you're, you know, you're dealing with your clients, are you leading with, I want to get to know them? Do I want to build credible relationships? Or every time I'm seeing my clients, I'm trying to sell them something. Yeah, it reads completely clear to uh-huh. buyers. The, that comment like you heard from Johnny and Friends, we heard comments like that from all of these buyers, you know, we, we did this massive research study through Santa Clara University, and we had open response comments and got flooded with buyer comments who said something very, very similar to what you're saying. And here's a phrase that came up a lot. You'll like this one too. 
I had never heard it said quite this way, so I was surprised that it came up over and over again. But buyers said, I want to know that a seller has my best interests at heart. Hmm. I'd always kind of heard that phrase, my best interests in mind. But my best interests at heart, apparently, is another way you can say that. And, and it, was, wow. it popped up over and over again. Wow. That's so strong. Well, what a great conversation. And I'm, you know, as we, as we wrap things up today, um, I'm curious if, if I'm a sales professional listening in today, and I'm kind of intrigued by this, obviously I'm going to read the book and take a deep dive into all of this, but what are some things that, that our listeners can do to begin thinking of themselves as leaders and leveraging some of the leadership principles into their sales mindset methodology process? Great question, Daryl. You know, it really boils down to owning it. Because here's the truth. You already are a leader. People are watching what you do. Mm. They're emulating you. They are waiting to see how you respond. They're gauging your behaviors. So you're already leading. Mm. And what that means is that you're making a difference. You're making a difference as people are watching what you do. Here's the problem. If you're not deliberate, if you are not paying attention to your behaviors, aligning them with your values, thinking about your actions, what you're doing is still leading. It's just that you're leading people to a place you may not want to take them. You're not making the difference you want to make. Yeah. So own it, be deliberate and and step into your full potential as a leader. That's my best advice. Boy, that's fantastic. That's where it goes back. I just got to throw this out there because those were the comment that was, it reminds me of that comment, Deb, that was in the newsfeed after I, I put out, you know, that I was halfway done with my book because there's a comment from a certain individual who started talking about self, self-deception. self I don't know if you caught it or not. I didn't see that, no. Um, it was a, it's a really interesting uh, string of comments, but I had to start taking a step back and go, you know, what's this person driving at? And finally, after peeling it back, is this what you said? Is it that salespeople got to own this stuff? They got to own it. I mean, they got to internalize it. They can't just, you know, verbalize it and not internalize it because they'll get caught. Hmm. That's yeah. good. Uh, to thine own self be true. That's that <laughs> part of leadership. Yeah. That about sums it up. That's, that's so good. Deb, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a, a fascinating and, um, and, and I think very powerful conversation for our listeners. I really appreciate you sharing time. Um, and, uh, so, and I'm pretty confident you're going to be back. And for those of you going to outbound, you're going to have to choose, I think, between listening to Larry or listening to Deb. Um, so that's going to be a really tough choice now, Larry. I'm sorry, dude. No, uh, but, but, <laughs> but you know what? Deb's got me by light years, so I'm not going to take you. <laughs> hey, let's just make sure we get a video camera in both places. And that's right. I, for one, I'm willing to, to, you know, make sure. Cause I want to, I want to see what you have to say, Larry. It's not fair to us either. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. I know, I know, I know they're going to be video recorded because I did talk to Jeb. All right, good. That, that's that's the, awesome. the fallback. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us this week. And as always, we challenge you at the end of every episode. And I, I feel personally challenged by all of this. Um, I think the, the real thing, the real question here is what can I do? Um, what can I do to become a better leader? What can I do to create a better experience for my client? Um, what can I do in those areas to really differentiate myself and not just do it to um, have differentiation, but really do it because we care and, and we want to make a difference. So thanks for joining us. Um, as always, be real, be genuine, be honest, do the hard work, be a leader, and most of all, sell from the heart.
thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.